You good, Sid? Okay. Welcome to the 2021 March Madness Preview Special brought to you by Second City Sports and War Media, along with Lakina McGee, which is she, and our special guest, Kyle Means, which is he. I am Sydney Brown, which is me. <laughs> you can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidK80. Once again, at SidK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. And you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan underscore McGee on the IG. Kyle, where can people follow you on the Twitter and IG? Yeah, work underscore right, W-R-K underscore W-R-T on Twitter. And uh, IG is K-Mean, K-M-E-A-N. Okay, we'll be joined by our special guest, Mr. Gabe Salgado for Athlon Sports. He does great work for them. And he'll cover the NCAA tournament for that site. He'll join us just uh, coming up in just a couple of moments. Guys, uh, uh, we didn't have the NCAA tournament a year ago. Now we have it. It's going to be in three cities in the state of Indiana, including Indianapolis, which will host the Final Four this year. Our two local teams from Illinois defying the Illini, which won the Big Ten Tournament Championship earlier today over Ohio State. And we'll have the Loyola Ramblers of Chicago, which that squad made the Final Four in 2018. They're back in the tournament once again for this season. Lakina, I'll start with you. Uh, what uh, what are your chances th- that you're going to give to Illinois to perhaps make another Midwest bracket? I Look, I think they have a really legitimate shot. I mean, Ao, you know, play well today. Um, Kofi Cockburn, you know, you know, play well today. You know, Isaiah Hunter had a really good Big Ten tournament. You know, there's a, there's a lot of depth in that uh, Illinois squad, and I think they're more than capable of going in a deep run like that 05 team did. If you saw the Big Ten, you know, title game that concluded just about an hour ago, you know, the guys at CBS were, you know, very, you know, were sort of you know praising that 05 team that, that it was the last time that they had won the Big Ten title and they ended up going all the way to the national championship game. So this team is a very capable. They seem very focused. It should be, you know, it should be very interesting. They got a very interesting bracket in the Midwest, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But I, I think they have a really legitimate shot of going far. I believe they have a legitimate shot as well, because as we talked about before, during this time of year, you need two things, actually three things, in my opinion, great guard play, Great inside presence, and you have to have a third guy that comes in and does his role. Illinois has that. You have Ayo Dusumu, as you mentioned, Lakina, running the point. He did a, a very good job during this Big Ten tournament, including today's victory over the Ohio State Buckeyes. You have Kofi Colburn, who's a, a beast inside. He's been doing that all year. And you have Andre Miller, uh, sorry, Adam uh, Miller, uh, Andre Cabello, and you also have Grandison as as well. Uh, you have some guys that can contribute uh, coming off the bench for the Illini, and I believe that Illinois has all the components that you need to have a, a great run in this tournament. Kyle? Oh, we're, oh, we're joined by our, uh, our our special guest, Gabe Salgado from Alton Sports. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was muted. I, I gave I gave him a good intro and I was muted. My bad. That's our guest, Gabe. It's okay. Hey, That's the first time that's happened. I'm doing good. Can you guys hear me over there? Yes, we can. Okay, so set up with yeah, uh, what man. you. Can you hear you? Can you hear? 
Yeah, I yeah, can't I can hear, hear Kate. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. You guys, you want me to go or you want Sid to go? Um, you, you go, you go, uh, you go, uh, Kyle. I think okay. we lost Sid. Yes, lost Sid for a second there. But, uh, yeah, as far as Illinois goes, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty high up on them as well. I think they're the most, probably the most battle tested team overall in the tournament. They have, uh, you know, more, uh, what they call quad one wins than anybody else in, in the tournament. They, you know, they, they're playing up to their, their best level right now. They're playing really their best ball of the year right now. You know, uh, it sucks that they, they may have to knock out Loyola in the second round, but, you know, I think, uh, they're ready to play whoever. And, and that's going to be, that's going to be needed because, you know, they do have a tough, uh, tough bracket. You know, I guess we'll go into, to it in detail in a little bit, but, uh, they got some, they got some teams in their top four on uh, top of, Playing, you know, possibly a, a top ten Ken Palm team in Loyola in the second round. That's, you know, they're not going to have an easy, easy. They don't have a real easy draw. It looks like. And yeah, of course, that's for, no, go ahead. Well, before Sorry. I get no problem. Before I get to Illinois, let's just say, as much as we would like to see Illinois and Loyola in that second round, the Ramblers got to get past the red hot Georgia Tech team first. So. Sure. That'll be the yeah. first. That'll be first and foremost. But I think we would all love to see a, a local matchup in the tournament. But you know, just like you said, Kyle, Illinois battle tested. You know, Gonzaga's undefeated, but look how easy their conference is. Uh, BYU was supposed to be the team that gave them a hard time this year, and it didn't happen. They went undefeated. They swept through the season, won their conference tournament again for the ten thousandth time. It seems like. Um, <laughs> And, you know, Illinois really proved themselves when they won those three games without Io DeSumo. When he missed those games with that broken nose and, you know, you don't just look at who they beat during that time. So that really proved to me that not only is this team well coached, but this team is definitely the real deal if they, you know, made it for, what, almost two weeks without their best player. Gabe, talk to us about Illinois head coach Brett Underwood. Uh, of course, his first couple of years, he didn't have the players that fit his system. He was trying to establish a culture. Uh, you start to see signs of that last year, even though we didn't have uh, a March Madness tournament. We, oh, obviously, we have it this year. Talk to us about Mr. Underwood's impact on the Illinois uh, program. You know, he is a perfect example of what happens when you give a coach time and when an administration is patient with him to let him build his team the way that he sees fit. You know, obviously there was expectations because of what he did at his previous coaching stops, but then those first couple of years were pretty rough, and everybody was wondering, well, well Illinois, you know, get out of the spunk and become a winning team again. And this season happened, and they, they exploded right out of the gate. And, you know, losing Ayo DeSumo and Kofi Coburn to the draft, this summer is going to kind of sting next year, but – I'm actually excited to see, you know, what recruits uh, Underwood brings in for next season that, you know, kind of try to fill that void. But, um, you know, this is definitely – I don't know if I could say this is on par with the 89 and 2005 teams just yet, but this is definitely one of the best teams they've had in program history for sure. Yeah, it's interesting you, it's interesting you say that, you know, Gabe. I think – you know, I I I, I would I would stay away from '89, but I think uh, 
I, I like a comparison to, to the 05 team right now, especially when you look at the guard play with Cabello, Miller, and, uh, and of course, Io. you know, sort of comparing them to, you know, Luther Head, uh, Williams and uh, Darren Williams and and D Brown, you know they see they seem to be you know just really the center of the team, really the the explosiveness, the versatility that they offer. It, it, it reminds me a lot of '05. But then on top of that, you have that beast in Kofi, which you know of course Illinois didn't have in '05. If they did, if they had a guy like Kofi in '05, they probably would have smashed Sean. Sean May and uh you know all exactly. that minor, you know but mm-hmm. you know Kofi Kofi probably maybe the key and it, and that's interesting because in the tournament you usually rely on guard play and wing play but Illinois they're gonna they're gonna have times where they're gonna have to just take it inside and do some old school uh you know dominant post play. Well, you take a look at you know most college basketball teams nowadays they don't have anybody big enough to guard you know Kofi. A lot of teams, you know, their tallest guy is, what, six, seven, six, eight. You know, they're trying to put a small forward to guard the center. A lot of college teams don't have those two centers anymore. So that's definitely a balance that uh, the Illini is going to have in this tournament. And if they do get to Loyola and that ends up being the second-round matchup, that's going to be fun to watch between Kofi Coburn and Cameron Crutwig. Uh, Kofi obviously has the size and the strength advantage, but Crutwig's a better shooter, so that's going to be an interesting matchup there. But beyond that, you know, you'd be pretty hard pressed to find a team that has anybody that that has the size and strength to contend with a Kofi Coburn. Now, Gabe, you know, my, my bad, I was muted for a second, but you know, Gabe, tell everybody, you know, about uh, Georgia Tech because that's that's gonna be a tough matchup for Loyola. Jose Alvarado, who's a Brooklyn kid, you know, his story is amazing. I'm sure they're going to be talking about that, you know, as it gets closer to game time. So. How you know, you know how dangerous is the Georgia Tech team for Loyola because they got high at the right time, and they also took advantage uh, of uh, of an ACC that really didn't really wasn't as competitive as it normally would be. Uh, you know, obviously Duke had to drop out of the tournament because because of COVID nineteen, and you know Notre Dame wasn't as good as they normally would be. Uh, North Carolina is having somewhat of a down year, even though they did get into the tournament. You know, Georgia Tech's could they have the potential to surprise a lot of uh, a lot of teams just like they did in this tournament. You know, the la you know, you take a look at the last probably ten, maybe even fifteen years, you know, Georgia Tech, you weren't really thinking about basketball when it came to Georgia Tech, you were thinking more about football. So now it's good to see that they're putting the basketball program back on the map down there and uh, they're gonna give Loyola everything they can handle. Gabe said Georgia going. Tech used to have some teams back in the day. Sorry, see, I'm, I <laughs> that was Georgia, okay. That was okay. <laughs> Tech used to have some. Yeah, I was about to say no, they Kenny made it to the Boston. Yeah. yeah, well, and it made it to and it made the national championship too. In the in the nineties, they definitely they definitely had some good teams, but you know, uh, I think in the nineties, Georgia 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 Tech had a lot of had a lot of good teams then. So, but the, the point the point being that it's been a while since yeah. they. They've had a basketball team that's been this good. Gabe Salgado of Athlon Sports is joining us right now on our 2021 March Madness preview special presented by War Media and Second City Sports, along with Lakina McGee and Cal Means. I am Sydney Brown. Gabe, let's go back to Illinois for just just a second. As I brought up at the top of the show, you need three components, I believe, to win an NCAA title. Great guard play and great inside presence, which Illinois both have. Who's that third guy 
in your opinion, that needs to step up in this tournament? Is it Cabela? Is it Williams, who came up big in today's uh, win over Ohio State? Uh, is it Miller? Who's going to be that third guy, in your opinion, to help Illinois' two superstars? Ideally, you'd like all three of them to be able to do that. You know, they all they all bring a different set uh, set of skills to the table. They both can can shoot the ball really well. When oh, they can all shoot the ball really well when they're when they're hot at the right time. Um, you, but you, ideally, you want to have all three of them step up, especially when you take a look at the talent that Illinois is you know could potentially go up against in this tournament. So, you know, they're going to need they're going to need contributions from everybody on top of the on top of the you know the big players. So. I, I'd have to say you probably want all three of them to get hot in this tournament. Should be very interesting. Now, now, Gabe, let's talk about the entire tournament for a second. I know you have you've had a chance to look at the bracket. Who who's that double digit seed that you know people should just look out for, and you know will be that that popular team that people will pick to go far in the tourney. I I don't know if I pick them to go far, but I do definitely think they'll pull off a surprise or two, and that's going to be Oregon State. You know, you take a look how they came out firing in last night's Pac-12 championship game. You know, won you know won the school's first conference tournament title, and you know they they have a lot of energy, they have a lot of speed, and I have them pulling off that that 12-5 upset in their first round game with Tennessee. So I think I think maybe they'll be going to watch probably win a couple of games in the early going here. Let's go to the East region, Gabe. Uh, I think this is going to be a trendy pick. You have number five, the Colorado Buffaloes, uh, taking on the number 12 seed, Georgetown Hoyas. Congrats to Patrick Ewing for bringing that program back to prominence. Uh, the, I think Georgetown is going to be a, a popular pick because of their run in the Big East tournament. Do you, do, do you give them a chance uh, in pulling off an upset and perhaps making a run, run in this tournament? If they can step up defensively again like they did against Creighton last night, they have a chance. But – uh, Colorado has too much offense, I think, and it's going to be a tough out for them. But if they could step up defensively again, they'll certainly give themselves a chance. Bio though is real. is really good, though. You know that the freshman, he, you know, he is really good for Georgetown. He's been and Javon Blair too. So that's a that's a that's a pretty good team that uh, Patrick Ewing has. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does if you know Georgetown does pull off an upset or two. You know, you definitely got to give them credit because they, they started day one of the Big East tournament. Their record wasn't that great, and they pushed on through. So definitely got to give them credit for that. And if they can keep putting together those type of efforts, especially the way they played against Creighton last night, they certainly will give themselves a chance. It's, it's just my favorite story right now. And yeah. It's, mm-hmm. You know, that's the only team outside of Illinois that I feel connected to because you know, I say I remember a little bit of the Hoya paranoia. I remember, you know, Corey Iverson. And, you know, we all know the, the connection that Georgetown has with, you know, black basketball fans going back to, you know, to Big John. And, and you lose him this year. It seems very much of a, of a uh, you know, a, a team of the moment because they are playing in the memory of Big John. And you have you in there who's the connection to that, that previous era. And, and you know he got disrespected in his building. You know they got they got disrespected in the garden. <laughs> he asked him what was up. You know, so I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely rooting for Georgetown, man. You know, I, I certainly miss the those glory days of Georgetown under both Thompsons, uh, and that, that was certainly a lot of fun basketball to watch, especially Allen Iverson. And 
you know, I, you know, I really like to see them, you know, make a couple of surprises in this tournament. It's certainly going to be uh, some hard work they'll have to put in, but you know, like I said, if they can keep coming with that same determination that they showed in the Big East tournament, uh, they'll they'll certainly uh, be able to give themselves a chance this year. You're listening to our uh, March Madness preview special presented by Sega City Sports uh, for the 2021 March Madness, along with Lakina McGee and Kyle Means. I am Sydney Brown. We're joined by Gabe Salgado, Athlon Sports. Gabe, I'm going to stay in the East bracket for just a moment. Of course, Michigan is the number one seed in there. Superstar player Isaiah Livers is currently injured. Looking at that bracket, maybe Alabama, in my opinion, can surprise some people with the number two seed in that bracket. Do you see anybody challenging Michigan uh, uh, coming out of that East bracket? If anyone can, it will certainly be Alabama. I, I was definitely surprised by them this year. Normally, you know, when it comes to you know Alabama Crimson Tide, you don't really think of championship basketball. You think of championship football. So. You know, it's good. To, it's really good to see the way that they've played. They surprised everybody this year, and especially in their conference. Um, obviously, the the SEC championship game was a was a tough game for them. They had to grind it out in the end, but I definitely think that Alabama could give Michigan a run in that East region. Let's go out west for a second, Gabe. I know I'm already seeing people say that, oh, well, you know, Gonzaga's got a very easy path to a tournament. They've already beaten the two, the three, and the four seeds by double digits in the regular season. Do you, do you think? Do you think? Do you do you agree with the folks that say that they're already saying that? Oh, Gonzaga's got an easy path to going to the Final Four easily. I can understand why that argument is being made, but I honestly have Gonzaga as one of my Final Four picks. I definitely, I think they could probably make it all the way to the national championship. Whether or not they can cap off the season completely undefeated and with that trophy depends on who they have to play as they get further down the road, but. At the moment, they're a Final Four pick that I have. Me, me and Keena were both uh, of one mind on, on Iowa, on the opposite side of that bracket, mm-hmm. uh, talking on Twitter when they were uh, releasing the uh, matchups. You know, Iowa takes on uh, Grand Canyon uh, in the 215 matchup. And they're, they're more than just that school that you see at 3 o'clock on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that the 3 o'clock advertisements now. They have the uh, – right. You know, uh, they have Bryce Drew as their coach, and you know he's he's experienced both as a player and coach in, in March Madness. He he knows how to take some big schools down. So I, I I'm confident though. I like the Big Ten teams overall, the top Big Ten teams overall, because like like I said with Illinois, you know all of those top teams have they've been fighting all year and fighting in the Big Ten alone. You know. So I, I you know Scrappy, they got great shooters. They got, of course, Garza. But I can also see them losing that game. But if they get out of that game, I could see, just as easily see them meet up with Gonzaga in that uh, Elite Eight match. It's definitely possible. Uh, certainly something that, uh, and the, to, to me, the thing with Iowa, when Garza's motor's going, that team is hard to stop. And, you know, the only chance that most teams have is to take him out of the game. When Illinois uh, defeated Iowa in that second meeting, they they took Garza out of the game. And, uh, you know, that, that first meeting of the regular season, Garza dominated. So it's all about, you know, whether or not you can, you know, at least contain him, if not stop him. And that's going to be the key for anybody facing Iowa this year. You know, he's going to be – you know, top 10, maybe even a top five pick when the draft comes around. 
So, you know, he, he's definitely the engine that makes that team go. And, you know, he, he's going to have to be the one to carry them in the tournament. One of the fun factors that I like about the, the NCAA tournament every year is that the seven ten matchups, but mostly the eight and nine matchups are, are toss-ups. And the one matchup that highlights it for me is in the South region, number eight, North Carolina, taking on number nine, Wisconsin. Both teams struggled down the stretch. I know North Carolina turned it around a little bit. Wisconsin really uh, struggled to end the regular season game. Who do you give a shot in, in this matchup? You know, just like you said, you know, Wisconsin struggled down the stretch and certainly when it came to those big games at the end. And I think that North Carolina is going to use that to their advantage and pull out the win there. I'm getting like old Big 12 vibes from another 8-9 matchup at uh, West. You know, we got Oklahoma and Missouri, two old, you know, Big 12 rivals clashing. That should be a fun one there. Um what else, you know, what other uh, matches are you looking forward game in the first round? Because there are some really intriguing ones. I'm looking forward to seeing that, uh, that Florida-Virginia Tech matchup, that 7-10 game. And I think that Virginia Tech can, can pull off a little bit of the upset there. And uh, that, that's one game I'm looking forward to seeing. You know, Oklahoma-Missouri, like you said, I have Oklahoma winning, but I think Missouri is going to give them a fight. It's uh, going to be a very close game. And... Um, you know, and I, like I said, you know, I, I like to see Oregon pull off Oregon State, excuse me, pull off that that twelve five upset. So I, I definitely have to say there's a lot of interesting matchups in this year's tournament, and you know, it's going to be uh, I, people are going to have some tough decisions when they start filling out their brackets. That's for sure. You know, there, there's a lot more matchups that are going to catch people's eye and make people interested. Where, as in most NCAA tournaments, you 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 kind of have a good idea of who's going to win and and who's not, and that's not the case this year because you have the potential for for some upsets and some very interesting matchups as the tournament progresses. Heading down the home stretch with Gabe Salgado at Ethelon Sports on our Sega City Sports March Madness preview special right here on Warren Media, along with Keenan McGee and Kyle Means. I am Sydney Brown. Gabe, uh, going to the Big Ten, assuming that Illinois takes care of business and make it to at least the Final Four. Do you see any Big Ten teams uh, making long runs? Other than Iowa, you know, obviously uh, Michigan certainly has the potential. You know, again, as you mentioned, their top player is injured, but I definitely think they're well-coached enough that they can make a run. Um, I'm curious to see what Purdue does. You know, Purdue finished in the top four in the Big Ten this year. And um, I I think Michigan State might uh, sneak up on a couple teams here, too. They obviously got got a first four game this year. I think they can win that. And I think that, uh, you know, Tom Izzo – might find a way to turn it on come tournament time again, like he's done in years past. So, you know, so certainly uh, the the Big Ten is going to make some noise in this year's tournament, no question about it. Gabe, it's rare that all four number one seeds make it to the Final Four. It happened a few years ago. But, again, I think that was like the second time that's ever happened. Do you see all four number ones make it to the Final Four this year? I can definitely see it happening with Baylor, Illinois, and Gonzaga, Michigan, that's going to be a little bit of a tougher, tougher, uh, tougher goal for them when you take a look at who else is in that region, Alabama, for example. So uh, it, it could happen, but it all depends on on how how Michigan uh, plays out. But I definitely see the other three uh, number one seeds making the final four this year for sure. 
with Let's Rivers play. being out, I think you got to look at someone on that other side of the bracket in 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 uh in Michigan's bracket. I I like Alabama and Texas, you know, probably fighting out for who gets out of that uh that you know that's uh that region. Yeah, that then that's Michigan's probably going to have the the t- probably the toughest track to the Final Four just based on the other competition that's there. But uh, you know, like I said, we it's possible we could have all four number one seeds in the Final Four again. But uh, you know that like I said, it all depends on what Michigan does. Okay. Last question from me, Gabe. Of course, Duke, Virginia, and Kansas all had to pull out of their conference tournaments due to COVID issues. Of course, Duke didn't make the tournament, but Kansas and Virginia, they're all set to go to participate in this year's tournament. Do you think we're going to have a smooth ride uh, uh, for the next three weeks, or do you think we're going to have some minor bumps in a row as uh, the NCAA try to complete this tournament? You know, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that, that it that does. Obviously, with the tournament being in a bubble this year, there's going to be, you know, you know, strict strict testing and contact tracing for sure. So I, I'm holding out hope that that's the case. Um, you know, Duke, um, with the positive test at Duke, that's actually uh, more of a university-wide problem. Uh, I think it was uh, over 100 Duke students had tested positive, and obviously it got to a player or two on the basketball team. So, you know, so it, it, I would have to say – you know, if it's in within the team, that's one thing. But if it's more of a school-wide issue, like it was with Duke, that's another. But I'm really holding out hope that, you know, we'll be able to get every game in. You won't have, have any forfeits or or postponements or anything of that nature like we did in, you know, some of these conference tournaments. But uh, I definitely um, – uh, I'm holding out hope that, you know, they're going to find a way to do it and that uh, with this bubble environment that it should all work out. Which, what player or team are you sort of like, you have your keen eye on? Cause I know you're very good, you know, have, keeping your eyes on teams and players. You know, which couple of players and or teams that you have your, are you going to have your eye on in the tournament game? You know, I'm, I'm honestly going to have my eyes on Loyola. You know, we all know what happened in 2018. Nobody gave them a shot at making it to the Final Four. Now they're considered, you know, not necessarily an elite team, but certainly one that, more teams respect and more teams take seriously now. And, you know, like I said, I'm curious to see, you know, one, how they fare against Georgia Tech. And if they match up with Illinois, you know, what is going to be their approach to take on Illinois? So uh, Loyola is certainly somebody that I'm going to, I'm going to keep an eye on. Obviously the Illini and that East region, I'm curious to see how that ends up turning out because I think, I think that bracket has the potential to, you know, to screw up a lot of pe- a lot of people's office brackets this year for sure. <laughs> All right, that was Gabe Salgado, Athlon Sports. You can follow him at Gabe Salgado eighty two on the Twitter, and you can catch his work uh, um, throughout the tournament. Gabe, uh, thank you so much for joining us here today on our Second City Sports NCAA Tournament Preview Special. Keep up the thank great you. work, my man, and let's do this again soon. Okay. Definitely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Take care. All right. Thanks, Gabe. You, you stay safe. Thank you. All right, guys. You too.
All right, that was Gabe Salgado, once again, at ethlonsports.com. Check out his work there. Guys, um, let, let, before we continue with the, uh, with the uh, bracket breakdown, um, going back to Illinois' performance earlier today against Ohio State in their Big Ten tournament title game, I was very impressed by the role players that Illinois uh, they had. Their performance was outstanding today outside of Colburn. Of course, you had Trent Frazier, which I forgot to mention early in this broadcast, but he came up big with a couple threes. Williams came up with some big hoops down the stretch. Aaron Cabela did his thing. So I like the, the combination of those players, as Gabe talked about. Uh, we talked about with Gabe in, in this interview. Illinois needs all hands on deck if they're going to win, uh, uh, possibly win uh, this uh, this uh, title because you have Dusumu, who's their leader on the floor. Yeah, you know, uh, heaven forbid, with an injury or a uh, foul trouble, uh, you need the other guys to uh, step in and step up. And I like the uh, the roster that Illinois has right now. Big Georgie came up big too. He had a stretch with yes. like ten points <laughs> in a row. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes he, he does some bugged out things sometimes with, when he's in there, uh, <laughs> telling Kofi, but, you know, they're going to need him definitely to allow Kofi to get some rest and to, you know, rotate in and be that big man and, and have that, that, uh, extra presence that Kofi gives when he's out there. So yeah, that, you, you're right, Sid. They were great, uh, great role play, uh, from from the Illini today, I think it was about six mm-hmm. or seven guys had double digits. So that's mm-hmm. exactly the type of performance you want. You don't want to have Kofi and Io have to score, you know, twenty or thirty points. You no, know, uh, or you know, fifty or sixty points between them. They may mm-hmm. have to do that once or twice in the in this tournament. But if they have to do it every game, they're gonna be in trouble. I love Capello. I love his energy. I mean, you know, 16 points, clearly some big points in those last few minutes and over time when Ohio State was just, you know, they kept trying to knock it on the door and trying to, you know, break through. They had to leave for a little bit. You know, Capello made some big shots. Like you guys said, they're going to need that, you know, that bench, you know, those role players to step up. You know, that way you don't have to defend on Io and Kofi and Trent Frazier. So, I, I I really like you know this Illinois I, team. Like I, I said, we if we can if we can like, keep you know this energy up through the tournaments. I mean, nothing's really going to stop them. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, I, I worry that about that though. But well, I say I, I worry about that. That's that's the yeah. one thing I, I worry you. about, right? Because it, it's six more games, and they've like I say they've come. You worry about if they've come to a peak at this point. Like they're playing their best ball, but can they play even better, or can they at least sustain the energy that they had in like today against Ohio State? They they pretty much had an easy time of it in the conference tournament, except for today. But you know, can, uh, you know, like I say, just maintain the energy and the level of play over the next six games. Can they do that? That's going to be the major challenge for them. I want to go back to uh, earlier today with the SEC uh, championship between Alabama and LSU. LSU, uh, they were uh, going back and forth in that second half. LSU had a chance to win at the buzzer. There was an air ball on the three, and then uh, the the tip in was missed by nearly this much, and uh, LSU lost it. But I think that Alabama, looking at that bracket, as we talked with the Gabe Salgado a few moments ago, uh, it, it depends on if and when Isaiah Livers gets back for Michigan. 
Alabama people have been sleeping on them all year. I kind of like their chances of coming out of the East. NATO's has done a great job with that program. I mean, I, you know, it's not just a, a football school anymore, folks. I know they mm-hmm. just won a national championship, but mm-hmm. look, NATO's has done a great job with that program. You know, yes, Avery Joss was there for a few years. Unfortunately, you know, it didn't work out, but there's a, that's a deep team in Alabama. And I, I look, this is their first, I guess, what tournament title since like the early 2000s. And there was the, you know, there's a lot of depth in that squad. I think, look, I think they have a shot here. I, you know, I think, uh, look, I think Alabama could probably be sort of like that, that, you know, that trendy final mm-hmm. four pick for folks in that region, especially with, you know, we don't know if Livers, is, like you said, said if Livers isn't going to be able to come back. Mm-hmm. But I really like that team. You know, Shackelford, you know, is probably one of the best players that a lot of folks probably have never, never seen or heard of. So, you know, this Alabama, look out for them. You know, they might, they might, you know, go far in the tournaments. And and we talk about LSU, the other team in that final. They they could go on a run as well. I'm looking at the bracket. They, uh, you know, they they could meet Michigan in that second round. It may be more ideal to meet Michigan in these first two games because it is less of a chance for them to see Rivers or to see Rivers at 100. percent so, you know, when you talk about LSU, you got, you know, Cameron Thomas. You got some players there. They had uh, the young man today. I forget his name, but he had, uh, I think, uh, about 30 points in that game. Another another one of their guys. But, uh, yeah, LSU, man, they, they got some players. So, if they could get past Michigan first, uh, the first two rounds, the second round, I should say, you know, maybe they could be meeting, uh, having a rematch with Alabama in the Elite Eight. Going to the Midwest bracket, Lakina, you talked about uh, Oklahoma State for the last couple of weeks on our uh, regular show. Cade Cunningham, he's one of the top prospects in the country. He, he may be the number one uh, prospect being uh, drafted in the NBA draft coming up this summer. But I like that matchup with Liberty. Uh, the, I think they'll get past Liberty. But there's potential second-round matchup between OK State and Tennessee or possibly Oregon. I'm looking forward to watching Cade Cunningham to show – uh, his skills on the big stage. I I think I'm, I'm glad we get a chance to because you know mm-hmm. OKC has some issues with NCAA, but they got clear. They got you know they're getting a chance to you know. I think also too it helps that he is a potential top pick if not a top three pick at most. So you know I think a lot of people probably want to see him or perhaps maybe put on a show. You know the Liberty matchup. You know I'm a little you know I'm not I'm not gonna say they're gonna pull off an upset Liberty is, but I think you know OKC you know don't take them lightly, but Hopefully mm-hmm. they can kind of have a collision course with Tennessee. I think, you know, that should be a really favorable matchup for them. And look, look, we'll see. I mean, that, that Midwest bracket guys is, you know, we'll get to like the, you know, the reason in a second, but that Midwest bracket looks very interesting. Cause a lot of, it's like, that's a log jam that Midwest bracket, no doubt. Cade already is a pro to me, man. <laughs> you know, I, you know, hopefully <laughs> he ain't doing nothing untoward and, you know, at school already, but he, the way he, I'm talking about the way he plays. You know, he, he's a yeah. he he's a guy you can rely on in the clutch. He's a guy who can really take over the game. And, and some people have had that issue with him at certain points of the season. You know, he takes off a little bit because the game is it, it comes so easy to him. But you know, when the when I think when the time it comes, he knows what to do on the court as good as anybody in the nation. And I think he's going to definitely be up for these games. I could see him having a, a mellow like run where he he carries that team in in the loss as a freshman to a deep uh run in the in the tourney and they're the way up 
they could see Illinois in the Sweet 16. And, you know, that's going to be a lot of storylines with that matchup with Brad Underwood having come from that program. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it will be very interesting. It'll be a nail biter for Illini fans if they have to see Cade in that Sweet 16. I want to get you guys' opinions as as I'm taking a look at the 7 to 10 matchups across the board. You have Oregon versus VCU, Florida versus Virginia Tech. Also, in the last two brackets, you have Clemson versus Rutgers and Connecticut versus Maryland. Out of those four 7 to 7 10 matchups, which one's uh, which one is is one of you guys um which one of those 7 to 10 matchups out of those four are you guys are looking forward to the most? You go first, Kyle. Uh, I'll jump Rutgers and Clemson. Uh, Rutgers are definitely a team to respect. They, uh, you know, they beat Illinois in December. Illinois wasn't the same team they are now, but mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, they, they they played them the other day. They weren't as good, but Rutgers still has a lot of talent. You know, Ron Harper Jr., uh, a couple other guys. They they could, you know, they got some scores on their team. Like, so Clemson, you know, they've they've had a good season, but Again, you have to worry about the state of competition in AC right now. You know, are they really, you know, are they really uh, battle tested enough? You know, so I, I would say that, uh, you know, as a, as a, you know, with possibility of winning in that 17, uh, I like Rutgers over the other matchups. The Florida Vod Tech one's interesting to me because I think those are two teams that kind of struggle late down the stretch. You know, Virginia Tech had their COVID issues. They were off for like almost three weeks. They kind of started kind of getting back into their groove. So, you know, that should be interesting too. And, you know, Florida, Florida, you know, I think Mike, Mike, I think might have just saved his job by getting into the tournament because, you know, I, I know I have a, some friends down there and they said that, you know, they won his head. So that he got the, you know, the Gators got in the tournament. So hopefully, you know, that he's, that he's off him for a little bit. UConn and Maryland, though, is also another interesting one, too. Danny Hurley has done a great job with that UConn program. It's their, this is their first, you know, trip to the dance in a while. So I, I, I like, you know, this is definitely going to be one of those, you know, knock em, you know, sock em, you know, Northeast matchups with UConn and Maryland. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah, you took the words right in my mouth, Lakina. I, I picked the UConn-Maryland matchup. Of course, I watched UConn a little bit. They are very good defensively, but watching Maryland more because we are in Big Ten country. I know they they started off kind of hot, then they struggled in the middle. They kind of uh, kind of came alive at the end towards the end of the regular season. But I think Maryland can give Connecticut a, a great game. I'm actually picking Maryland uh, to up to upset Connecticut. Okay, the popular 12 fives. You know, everybody picked at least one 12 five. Which, you know, five 12 matches are you guys looking forward to seeing? And which ones do you guys think can pull off the upsets? Okay. Like I said me, earlier, like, yeah, you go ahead and see it. Let me see that quick. Okay. <laughs> As I said, yeah, as I said earlier, Lakina, I think most of America is going to pick Georgetown over Colorado mm-hmm. because of Georgetown's hot run to the uh, tournament title in the Big East. But for me, I'm looking at Oregon State against uh, uh, Tennessee. I know Tennessee has had a, a, a great year coming out of the SEC, but I think Oregon, with their size, can give Tennessee a problem. So I'm looking at that matchup, 12-5 matchup that no one's talking about. You know what? I, I could see something – in in all these in all these matchups, you know, uh, like like you say, Sid, you know, and like I said earlier, you know, love much love for Georgetown. They're a sentimental favorite. Um, 
looking at UC Santa Barbara and Creighton, I just, you know, Creighton just looked so trash in that big East fight. I mean, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, they'll come around and maybe they, they'll have a chip on their shoulder coming out of that game. But, you know, it's, it'll be, it's, it's hard to have any confidence in them right now. Uh, you know, uh, went up in Villanova. In any other case, I would ride with Villanova, but with them being out kind of Gillespie, you know, you wonder just where they're going to be at on any level right now. And, um, you know, uh, Tennessee and uh, Oregon State, uh, Tennessee, definitely a respectable team. Oregon State, uh, just coming off attorney win. You know, they're still a big school as well. So they may have, you know, have a lot of confidence. They should be playing with a lot of confidence. So I could see either one of these uh, matchups where uh, the lower seed comes out. I would say expect at least two. And I'll, I'll go, uh, I'll edge more towards Georgetown and uh, Winthrop, I'll say. You took the words right out of my mouth, Kyle, because, you know, Winthrop, that's a veteran squad. I think they only have like two losses, Winthrop does. And like you said, you know, they they have a couple injuries to, to key guys. You know, they lost Gillespie, of course, a couple of weeks ago. So the way they looked against Georgetown in the tournament a few days ago, I had not very yeah. confident. You know, Creighton and UCSB, I mean, I'm sure that's going to be another trendy one people are going to pick, especially how Crane, you know, looked, you know, against Georgetown. Um, you know, of course, Georgetown, you know, speaking of, you know, well, that will be a trendy pick, too, against Colorado. I think they can pull off that upset. You know, Tennessee-Oregon State is going to be very interesting, too. You know, Gary Tickle's done a great job of that Oregon State program, you know, building from, you know, basically from the ground up. So I, I'm i not going to say they're all going to, you know, be upset. But I, I think, like you said, Kyle, I think at least two of them will could and probably will happen. Yeah. You're listening to our 2021 March Madness preview special presented by Second City Sports and War Media, along with Lakina McGee, which is she, uh, and Kyle Means, which is he. I am Sidney Brown, which is me. <laughs> uh, uh, let's go to Florida State, guys, in that East region. I, I, I talked about this earlier with uh, Alabama possibly making a run uh, coming out of the East, especially dealing with the injury to Isaiah Livers from Michigan. Florida State has been knocking on the door for the last few years to uh, reach the final four. Uh, what is the percentage that you guys give uh, Florida State to make it to at least a, to at least the final A, if not the final four? I'll go with you first, Lakina. That USC Greensboro matchup, though, I'm a little bit iffy on that. I've, I saw them play a couple of times, and they got some really good, you know, players on that team. So I, I would say, I'll say maybe maybe 30 I'll give them a, a third of a shot they're you know like maybe 30 percent because you know the way it's all going to be set up with you know being on a in a bubble and, and whatnot you don't know how teams are going to look you know some teams may have to drop out so I'll give them the 30 percent shot I'll give them a shot because you know they probably could have went far last year totally different team you know they got some of the same guys but I, I'll give them like maybe a 28 to 30 percent chance Kyle I'll, I'll say a solid 25, like a one out of four. You know, uh, I, I admit in my first overview of the, the of the bracket of the region, I kind of slept a little bit, but I was focused more on the other side. Uh, you know, I was talking about Texas and, and mm-hmm. Bama, but, um, you know, given that they are on, uh, on the side of the bracket with Michigan and, uh, LSU, Colorado is the high seeds. I could see them. Possibly knocking, you know, I can see, I could definitely see them knocking off Georgetown in, in round two. And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, a, maybe it being a toss up matchup with an LSU or Michigan 
in the Sweet 16. Florida State has they they produce good athletes. They produce uh, in, though they play a unselfish, uh, you know, nice type of modern basketball, positionless sort of basketball. You know, Bulls fans, we can attest to to what they and Patrick Williams this year as a fre- uh, you know the young boy produced as a freshman last year he's ready yeah. for the league right away at, at 19 you know so I, I you see those guys down there now they seem to just pump out guys like that so definitely I got respect for Leonard Hamilton in that program and I could definitely see them at least getting to the sweet 16 uh them going beyond that maybe a little bit of a struggle I may like LSU a little bit more in that sweet 16 matchup we brought up earlier Winthrop and possibly Georgetown pulling off first round upsets and maybe they maybe one or both of those teams can become Cinderella's uh this year in twenty twenty one. Do you guys see any other teams that we haven't mentioned yet that could make a Cinderella run? I'll start with you first, Lakina. Like I said, UCSB could probably, you know, pull off, you know, beating Creighton and maybe perhaps maybe beat whoever ends up, you know, whether it's you know, Virginia or Ohio. Um, hmm, that's another one. Our girl Layla Layla Rahim will probably would not, you know, forgive us if we didn't pay we say her North Texas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as they play Purdue. I mean, look, I think mean, they have a shot. I mean, they they got I think they got a veteran group of guys down there in you know down there in North Texas. Um, you know, Sarah, I know Syracuse probably would be another Trinity pick, but wait, would that really be a big upset? I mean, they ended up just just getting in. Um, you know, maybe Michigan State. I mean, you never you never doubt Tom Izzo in the tournament, so. Yeah, well, we'll get to that then because you know, Kyle and I talked about her their first that first first four matchup. I mean, my goodness, but I I would think those are probably the team. Maybe maybe Georgetown, you know, that's going to be a trendy pick too. So I think those are probably would be the teams you know that to probably watch out for. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if this is still the case. Before a while, I think you guys remember it. It almost was a certainty that a first four team would go deep into the tournament. So I'm going to call on that again and say that maybe the UCLA Michigan State winner will go on a run and, you know, coming out of that, I think, uh, um, uh, who would they, I'm not sure who they would play. Well, I guess it would be maybe BYU in the next round after that, but, uh, or USC. Yeah, you, yeah, USC. U, USC. USC. Yeah, I think that yeah that winner Michigan State UCLA will play uh BYU BYU yeah BYU, BYU yeah mm-hmm. okay so yeah, yeah so yeah I could see I could see that and um you know that sort of goes against my Texas uh but I, I'm not too big on Texas I just picked them out but uh but beyond beyond those schools big schools I'm I'm liking some I'm 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 thinking about some small schools that play some high tempo ball. That could get you know that can get some points up. I like Ohio in in that uh in that West. You know, think about Ohio in that West bracket. Virginia, of course, they like to slow things down. You know, they you know Tony Bennett defense first everything, but they gonna have a hard time sticking Ohio. Ohio played Illinois real good early in the season, so you know the, look at that team. Uh, look at uh went like I said Winthrop again in the in the Baylor bracket. Uh, as well as Colgate and um, let me see in Illinois bracket. If there's a small school I like, 
Now, now maybe a small school, but well, maybe maybe Cleveland State if they could knock off Houston. But I, I don't really, I don't know if I'm gonna pick them picking knocking off Houston. But if they can knock, that's gonna be a a, a wide open awakening performance. Jim Beheim would like a word on that one with Cleveland State. Just saying, <laughs> years ago. <laughs> We're heading down the whole stretch on our March Madness preview show right here with uh, presented by Second City Sports and War Media, along with Lakina McGee and Kyle Means. I am Sydney Brown. Guys, usually at this time of year, there's controversies in terms of which uh, team or teams got left out of the bracket. I know some people picked Louisville, uh, but I didn't get that sense that that even though we're dealing with COVID and, and various issues and postponements and cancellations throughout the season, uh, I was listening to the, um, the the head of the tournament committee on CBS, and he talked about the average uh, game set that all the teams played was 23. But uh, getting back to the teams that were left out, there I really didn't get a sense of, of controversy this year of teams being uh, that should have been in that that got left out. I think the committee did a good job as far as given the situation that we're in right now. Nothing's going to be perfect, but I give the uh, tournament uh, selection committee a, a B plus A minus. Same, same here. I probably give them probably a good, especially the way you don't know which teams you know may get you know may or may not get in or may not be available. So you know, when it comes to like Louisville and St. Louis, they only played twenty games. You know, all, both of them had you know, COVID issues, so that you now, yes, yeah, so it wasn't you know, as, it was in their control. But again, you know, the reality of it. Colorado State, you probably say, you know, they just didn't have enough wins. Ole Miss, you know, same thing. They just didn't have enough wins. So mm-hmm. I, I look. I mean, usually I would have a gripe about what, how the heck this team, you know, how did they get in there? How, you know, I really don't have an issue. I know some say mm-hmm. Syracuse didn't get into the first four, but you know, okay, they, they had, you know, they had, yeah, they got hot late. You know, they lost. A, a, t- a tough one in the ACC tournament, so but I don't have any issues with them getting in, and you know I, I think look, this is a this is a good real good feel at sixty eight, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. yeah, for as as difficult a year as as it's been, with you know the lack of complete you know schedules being made, and you know a let much less uh, intra conference intra conference play than we had you know uh, out out of conference play. Uh, that we that we typically they did a really good job, and like there's not much on the there's not a, an obvious team right side of the bubble that you can look at and, and point and say that it's representative of some un, unfair uh, selection process. You know, like you said, there's a couple of big name schools, uh, you know that, that that maybe could have a gripe, but to me, it's more this what jumps out more is that. The big schools just didn't play up to the level of the tournament this year. Duke, Kentucky, you know, and, and uh, being chief among them, you know, uh, not having them in the tournament is 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 is, is a unique thing. Both of them, and uh, you know, I, I would have if Drake didn't get in playing. They get a first four game. You know, I made my gripe for them on behalf of mm-hmm. them being the Missouri mm-hmm. Valley Conference brethren. But uh, they but you know they get to the chance to play in Syracuse, like you say, Lakina. So yeah, it's it's a pretty good it's a pretty good sixty eight. Uh, that's that they put together, and uh, yeah, let's let's get it up. See who's who's the best team. Now, before I get you guys' final four picks, uh, I asked this question to Gabe so we got a, early in the show. I'll ask you guys. I'll start with you, Lakina. Do you think that we'll have any 
uh, major or minor issues uh, as the as this tournament gets started this uh, coming up uh, late next week? Do you think it's going to go smoothly, or do you think we'll have some minor hiccups? Do you think we'll get it completed? I, I hope so. I think, you know, you guys probably couldn't hear I'm, I'm on my desk, you know, knocking on wood, but, uh, I, I hope so. I hope we, I hope we get through with, you know, with, you know, no, you know, hiccups, you know, you know, one team has to, you know, leave because, you know, they had a positive test and another team has to come in. You know, I know Greg Gumbel kind of made it as, you know, as simple as he could, but, yeah. you know, as soon as the game starts, you know, as soon as the game starts, you know, you're not, you know, if you have a, a positive test, you know, no team's not going to be able to replace you. So, I hope, you know, we get through without it, out of hitch. I know, I know they're going to let fans in, you know, hopefully, you know, they're going to kind of do like they do in the NBA with a bubble, you know, sort of a mini bubble because they're going to have fans. But I, I hope so. I mean, you know, we'll keep our fingers crossed that, you know, we don't have to worry about, you know, cancellations and postponements and having to move stuff back. So I, I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. They're giving the teams every chance that they can to have them play. You know, once they once they get into that Indianapolis, greater Indianapolis area, I think they they said if if you have eyes, you can play a game. You know, so you know, hopefully there's not a situation where a team only has five guys and they can't make any substitutions throughout a game. But you know, uh, I think you know at the worst, maybe a game or two may. You know, like like we've seen with some of these conference tournaments, maybe you'll have a game or two that uh is where a team gets to skip ahead because their their opponent uh couldn't field the team. You know, hopefully that doesn't happen, but at the worst, I think I, that's what I would see happening. We're gonna get this tournament in, and we're gonna have a you know a, a champion crown. They 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 can't do it for a second year to have a, a champion knocked down in, in the NCAA tournament. I agree with you guys on, on the majority of the points. Uh, the NCAA, is, it, they got to have the, the the mindset and the mentality of the NFL. Come hell or high water, we're going to get get this in. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, Kyle, there was no March Madness last year. Uh, if some games had to get moved around um, to be played on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday before the next round begins, they'll have to do that if the situation lines up that way. But I'm with you guys. I'm hopeful that we'll get this tournament in with – few or no delays at all. We all know it's about money at the end of the day. Everybody gets paid except for the athletes, but that part is another issue for another podcast. But I, I, I have high hopes for this tournament. Uh, is it going to be one of the greatest that we've ever seen? That, that remains to be seen. But I'm, ex- I'm just excited to have the tournament. Even though games are not being played around the country, they'll be played in three cities in the state of Indiana. I'm just happy to see that we're going to have a tournament this year, unlike uh, a year ago. Definitely. Should be should be should be a lot of fun. I mean, you know, the first some of those first four games, you know, of course they put all the HBCUs in the fir- in the first four. Of course they did. You know, put both of them in there. <laughs> Next thing, you know, Norfolk State and Texas Southern, you know, representing. Although that Wichita State and Drake, that's giving like old Missouri Valley Conference vibes. You know that that's the yeah, that's yeah. old Missouri Valley Conference matchup. You know, you know, you know that Kyle. So. I'm, I'm I'm excited. I mean, I look. You know, I'm I hope you know there are no snafus, but we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. Guys, uh, before we wrap this up, I'll uh, give, uh, give you guys the floor to 
pick your uh, final four teams and who's going to face off in the national championship game and who's going to uh, ultimately take the title. It, it doesn't have to be you guys' final picks if, if you don't if if it's not your final pick because we have until Thursday to change our minds and we'll listen to everybody and their mama give their opinions about <laughs> about these teams. So, Lakina, I'll start with you. I'll, I'll call it your rough draft. <laughs> Who you have in your final four in your champion? Well, I'll be a chalkhead here. I'll I'll pick all four number one seeds right now. Again, this is all subject to change, but. Mm-hmm. You know, right now it doesn't. I, I don't see any team that can knock you know any of these number one seeds out. But again, you know, it's subject to change. So uh, my pseudo rough draft final four I have all four one seeds. And uh, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. This this is definitely a rough draft. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have about two or three combinations out there. You know, I'm gonna uh, <laughs> as the final four goes. Uh, I'll go with uh, Illinois and Gonzaga, definitely. I'll stick with Alabama out the east and um, with the uh, mid, uh, excuse me, the south, I'll uh, see, I I, I took down my thing too early. I'll just say Baylor for now, but yeah, I'll just go with the three number ones instead of four. And um, Illinois, and Gonzaga in the title game. I'm hey, I'm 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 under I'm under bass here, man. I'm, I want Illinois to win. I want mm-hmm. them to finally bring a national championship to Champaign. So uh, you know, however it goes, I want to see Illinois uh with the win in the end. And and I would say, you know, yeah, they they would up knock off Gonzaga in the final game. Uh, I'll go. I decided I didn't say my champion said so I'll I'll say Baylor. Mm-hmm. Just because, okay. you know, Scott Drew, you know, everything he's done for that program, you know, from the Dolphs of where they were, you can Google back in the early 2000s. Y'all can Google that. So, you know, I won't rehash it, but hey, <laughs> yeah. I'll have, I'll have Baylor and Gonzaga playing it in the title game. I'll say Baylor wins. I'm going with you, Kyle. You, uh, you kind of made my rough draft picks early, but uh, I'm taking three of the four number one seats to make the, uh, to make the final four out of the, out of the South. Um, Watch out for Ohio State. I know they lost a close one to Illinois earlier today in the Big Ten title game, but watch out for them. They can make a surprise run uh, coming out the South. So I'm having, uh, and I have Illinois win the whole thing as well because I this is a, a a team that's on a mission and and they have to act together. Um, as long as they stay out of foul trouble, obviously no outside issues, no injuries. Uh, this. Uh, this Illinois team should at least make the final four and and it should be fun. I, and I will predict they will face the Loyola Ramblers of Chicago in that second round. So next Sunday should be fun uh, watching, watching television. Mm-hmm. If you're in the Chicago land area or you're in the state of Illinois, you'll have uh pride to wear on your chest or watching that game. So we some it, bar scenes up on the north side, man, y'all. Oh, watch yeah. You, watch where you go out Social to on next Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And shout out to our guy Jason Kessner, who's a Loyola uh, alum. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's going. It's, I know he's going to have a good time watching uh, his Loyola Rammers. Guys, any final thoughts before we close this out? You go first, Kyle. Uh, yeah, pretty much what I said before. You know, I just wish the wish the best for the for the tournament overall. Like you, like you say, Sid, a lot of money's. Uh, on the line here, unfortunately, none of it's going to the kids, to the to the people who deserve it most. But you know, uh, just for the sake of this event, which we all hold so dear, 
let's see it go forward as as uh with you know as few hiccups as possible you know as few as possible you know let the game shine in, in the state that truly likes truly loves the sport indiana and let's uh like I say see uh who who goes home with the title hopefully it'll be those Illini. <laughs> <laughs> Same, same here. I mean, I just hope that there are no snafus, like I said, of a couple of minutes ago. And this should this should be a great tournament. We'll be an all-timer. Probably not. But, you know, the fact that we're actually having a tournament this year, cause, considering that we didn't have one last year, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm in, I'm in a, you know, we're all, we all should be in, all us who's fans, college, college who's fans should be in a great place right now. Yeah. I echo those same sentiments that you guys just said. I'm just happy as a fan that we get the tournament back. I know things are slowly uh, going back to normal. We're not there yet as far as the rest of society, but we, as we all know, sports is that, is that propel a vehicle towards change for the rest of society. And March Madness is, is part of that. So I'm just happy as a fan that we get to watch March Madness unlike a year ago. You could legally bet uh, on individual games, not just participate in those office pools, but uh, yeah. I, I may participate no in a pool board. or two, but no that's about it. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not making that kind of cash, at least not yet. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your boy Mike North, but or Falco, but we'll leave that alone. <laughs> well, people are people getting to me this week too, man. Don't don't waste your stemmy on on betting yeah, on FanDuel do or something. Man. Thank you. Don't do yeah, it. I'll don't say, do don't it. do it, guys. Don't do yeah. it. Don't pay do your it. bills Keep... first. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. The the 2021 NCAA March Madness tournament will get will start on Thursday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on True TV with the first four games, and then of course the rest of the tournament will start Friday with the first and second round games on the cross to CBS and the Turner Networks. That's TNT, TBS, and True TV. This year, the first round matchups will take place Friday through Monday. Once again, Friday through Monday. The first four games will take place this Thursday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on True TV. Guys, thank you for listening and watching to this uh, special program presented by War Media and Second City Sports. Once again, that's Lakina McGee, which is she. Kyle Means, which is he. I am Sydney Brown which is me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidK80. Once again, at SidK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan underscore McGee on the IG. And uh, Kyle Means, work underscore right on Twitter. K-Mean on IG. War Media everywhere else. Everywhere, including IG and Twitter. And you can see YouTube. You can see these guys smiling faces every Tuesday and Saturday, <laughs> as well as the other shows. Uh, you know, of course, uh, uh, running with war uh, in the mm-hmm. building, and uh, definitely our man Josh Hicks with uh, in, in the scope, and many other occasion things, one-off things. We give it to you raw every week on War Media on YouTube. And, of course, on Anchor, where you can hear our podcast, definitely subscribe. Give us five stars, wherever you can uh, rate and definitely share us and like us, however you can press that online. And we like, tell your friends. 
And we like to thank uh, Gabe Salgado, our very special guest from Athlon Sports, uh, from AthlonSports.com. You go to that website. He'll be covering the NCAA tournament for that website. He does a great job. He's a friend of this network, and you guys go out and support him. For Lakina and Kyle, I'm Sid. You've been listening to Second City Sports uh, March Madness preview special for 2021. Enjoy the games, everyone. It should be fun. Let's see if the final line I can bring home a national championship and bring it home to the state of Illinois. Till next time, holla. Peace.